Welcome to the Downhouse podcast, where we'll discover more about Downhouse School. Whether you're new to our community or an old friend, we'll be delving deeper, sharing stories and finding out what it really means to be a pupil at Downhouse. In our podcasts, we'll explore the Downhouse DNA with different members of the community. For our fourth episode, we look at creativity and our host, Simon Jones, speaks to Miss Olivia Ward about dance at Downhouse. Liv, thank you for joining us on the Downhouse podcast. How are you doing today? I'm really well. Thank you so much for having me. I'm really excited to be here. I'm really glad that you are. Now, we're recording this on a Tuesday morning. Mm -hmm. How do Tuesdays usually look for you in school? Oh, I mean, every day looks so different for me in school. But so Tuesday mornings, I have a dance lesson that I teach. Mm -hmm. And at the moment, our dance lessons look slightly different in that we're teaching all of our lessons outside on the field at the moment, because we are obviously trying to avoid being in small, close spaces. Um, But yeah, it can really be anything. I can have meetings, I can be teaching typically if it was like a normal time obviously without covid i'd be teaching contemporary lessons on a Mm -hmm. tuesday evening and yeah it's just whatever sort of is thrown my way really it can be different (laughs) different just depending on the week it's the nature of school life really isn't it absolutely yeah you just never know what's going to happen every morning so it's Mm -hmm. quite exciting really Okay, and then just for the sake of uh, people listening, can you tell us a little bit about what you do at the school and how long you've been there for as well? Yeah, so my title is Head of Extracurricular Dance. So I am essentially I'm the first point of contact for all sort of dance related things in and around Downhouse. And I've been here for Oh, it's been about a year and a half now. So I'm currently in my second academic year, although I'm yet to make it through an entire academic year without a lockdown of some form <laughs> interrupting everything. So it's been quite a quite an interesting start to my time here. But already I absolutely love the school. I feel very lucky that this is where I am at at this point in my career. So Liv, today we're looking at another of the Downhouse DNA characteristics, and that is creativity. And word on the street says that if we're going to talk to anyone about creativity at Downhouse, then Liv Ward is sure to be one of the (laughs) names at the top of that list. Um, But before we unpack more about creativity at school, tell me a little bit about the people who inspired you on your journey between your education and where you are now. Um, I would say when I was at college, I had a teacher called Jenny who was... I just she just had this presence about her and she was completely unlike any other teacher I'd had before and she really inspired me to go down the educational route I remember on the day I left college she said come back in three years and I'll give you a job when you finish university and I did and she did oh wow (laughs) and yeah it was amazing and um I have been really inspired by my first dance teacher Kelly who, mm-hmm. again, ever so often I go back to her dance school now and do some teaching for her. She taught me from when I was about six to 16 and we've kept in contact. But I think my biggest inspiration is probably, I know it sounds cheesy to say, but it's probably my parents. They've just really been super supportive of everything that I've done. And I mean, I could have gone to them and said I wanted to do anything and they would have been supportive. But yeah, I feel very lucky that I've had a really amazing support system from them. That's really good to hear. And it's great to hear about Jenny and Kelly as well. I, I think we'll need to make sure that they, they both get to hear a copy yeah, of this Yeah, absolutely. Well. They've definitely had a huge influence on sort of where I am now. So Liv, did you join Downhouse to be there in a creative capacity then? Or is that something that's morphed over the, you know, the couple of years that you've been there? 
No, I think it was a focus from the very beginning. Um, the extracurricular programme that we have on offer sort of lends itself to whoever whoever's in this role being creative. We have a lot of mm-hmm. productions on the go at all times. So it really allows you to sort of flex your muscles in both areas to be a teacher, mm. but also to be a creative. And I okay. think it was very, it was made very clear to me very early on in the interview process, actually, that I would have lots of opportunities to be creative and to also inspire the girls to be creative, which is something that for me as an educator as well is really important to be providing girls with the sort of platforms in order to be creative and allowing them to have their own creative journeys if you will. I agree with you completely that it's important for them to have that. Why do you think that's important though? I think that the creative industries for me I feel like creativity is inclusive it's something that everybody can be involved in and I think that the skills that you learn out of studying a creative industry or a creative subject are Mm -hmm. second to none really like I think if I think about everything that I learned in a dance class it's very easy to just think that in a dance class you come out of it having learned a new dance technique but actually Mm -hmm. you're learning communication skills when you have to work with others you're learning patience you're learning how to be resilient especially in the dance industry which is it can be quite a ruthless industry to work in actually and I think that yeah growing up I competed a lot I went to a lot of dance competitions and for me it was just learning that you will make mistakes and sometimes you you don't get the outcome that you want and that's okay and that you'll you'll get another opportunity to do that I just think creative subjects really allow students or whoever is studying them or taking interest in them to learn and take away so much from them not necessarily just that one skill. And in what ways do you feel that creativity helps with the academic side of school life in any of the girls there? I mean, I think the biggest thing I have noticed at Downhouse in particular is that obviously Downhouse is an incredible school and the girls are all very academically driven. And I think it just gives them a bit of an outlet, like a creative Mm. outlet to take a step away from what can be quite an intense academic timetable during the day all for the most part all of our academic uh, all of our sorry extracurricular classes take place in the evenings Mm. and it's just a chance for them to step away from that and I think that that helps their academics as well and in that they they go back to it refreshed they've had a chance to completely step away from it and when when you're in the middle of a really intense dance class learning choreography you can't be thinking about what's going on in chemistry at the moment because you've just got too much going on so it really just does give them that break and that time away from whatever it is that they're focusing on during the day to just do something that they really love doing and enjoy doing. Okay, so let's understand a little bit more about your role in the school. Tell me about the work that you've created with the girls at Downhouse. So I would typically be in my fourth production at the moment or working towards my fourth production. But obviously, because of COVID, I've only actually done one. But it was it was amazing. I mean, obviously, I bias, but it was such an amazing <laughs> opportunity for the girls. We we sat down when I first started. My understanding is that historically the dance department have had one dance show performed a year. And that takes place in the Founders Weekend, which is an event at the end of the school year that happens across the weekend. And it's it's essentially a showcase of all of the girls' best work. And We've always had a show that happens during that weekend and it has sort of a general theme. And when I first started at Downhouse, 
I want I knew I wanted to create something that was completely different to what had come before it and obviously the girls are at the center of everything that we do and I really wanted to create an opportunity for the girls to do something completely different and completely outside of their comfort zone and I also wanted to create an experience which really exposed them and encouraged them to take an interest not only in what they had to learn is in the choreography but also taking an interest in the creative process and the Mm. choices that were made and understanding the intention and the thought process behind all of the choreography and behind all of the creative choices that I was making so we we decided as well that we wanted the show to have a narrative so we sat down me and my manager Kirsty who's the director of drama and dance who has again been a real sort of great support of mine um from a creative perspective whilst I've been at school and she mentioned doing a dance show based on the Hunger Games okay and straight away it just something just clicked and I thought this sounds amazing Mm. like we could do so much with this it was kind of like a light bulb moment and we obviously wanted the show to have a narrative which is really difficult to do because I think in the same way that creativity is subjective often so is dance when you go and see dance shows typically everyone will come away from having watched the show with an entirely different perspective on what it meant obviously we wanted to do the opposite we wanted people to come away having understood the storyline which is really difficult to do with dance because you haven't got text or people speaking to tell everyone what's going on you've only got the movement so we that was obviously a task to do that but we We decided that we wanted the show to be in the round. So for anyone that doesn't know what that means, it's not a typical theatre setup. It's not just one stage with the audience sat in front of it. We had a square stage on the floor and then the audience sat all around. Nowhere to hide then. Nowhere to hide for the girls, which I think, again, is something that they hadn't done before. It was it was quite Mm. scary. They they knew that they just didn't have anywhere to hide. And Mm. yeah, we had we had the most amazing set. We had lots of screens up and around which we did use the screens to sort of aid the storytelling so we had a we had a few parts within the show that had some text to kind of keep the the narrative going throughout as a thread and the girls I don't think they'd worked in a way that I work before so I don't tend to start at the first piece and then do like teach everything in a chronological order I'm very much I will just if something comes to me, I will just teach it. It could be that they learn the finale first or they learn the middle first and then we piece it all together at the end. And I think that was a way, having spoken to the girls afterwards, they all said they hadn't worked in that way before and they found it really challenging because they kept on asking me, what is going on inside your head? Like, how is this all (laughs) going to come together? But I think that that was the sort of beauty of it was that I could let them into that and sort of explain to them what what was the intention behind everything. And I think because they ended up understanding exactly where my ideas had come from, then Mm -hmm. the show was much better for it because they really understood why they were performing in the way that they were. And the outcome was just incredible. I think it it was everything that I wanted it to be and more. And I know that the girls had an amazing time and so did I. So it was a great way to start my time at Downhouse. Some of the people listening to this, of course, a lot of people will know uh, what the Hunger Games is. Some mm-hmm. people might not know. But for the audience members coming along, if, they, if they're not familiar with the story, if they hadn't read any of the books or seen any of the films, how did you manage to get the balance between, you know, recognising that a lot of people know it and know the stories inside out, but some people possibly have never heard of the Hunger Games? Yeah, so this was actually something that 
I think I was very conscious of because I know the stories so well. And I think, like you say, when you know something really well, it can be easy to assume that everybody else does. So mm, as you said, I, yeah, and I, I knew I really, I needed to find that balance. So as I said, we had the screens that helped to aid the storytelling throughout. Mm-hmm. But I think I also realised that actually, as I said, dance is subjective. So I knew that it also wasn't the end of the world if someone came away thinking, I didn't really understand exactly what that bit meant, because that's okay. It 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 doesn't necessarily need to. But I think we definitely worked at the girls performing in a way that helped to portray exactly what their characters were thinking and feeling. We'd done a lot of work in, in the sort of the lead up to me just telling them exactly what it is that they needed to be portraying at that point. And the girls are amazing at Downhouse. They're so inquisitive that even if I hadn't told them or we hadn't had a discussion, they'd come and ask me. They'd say, what am I supposed to be doing at this point? Which is quite rare in performers, actually, especially performers who don't do it for a living, that they they, they just wanted to get it right. And I think f- through their, their performances and the storytelling, it definitely... It definitely worked for people who did know the story and didn't know the story. So tell me a little bit more then about what options there are for girls at Downhouse to get involved in expressing their whole creative side. So we have around 35 lessons a week on offer in the extracurricular dance department. Everything from ballet to contemporary to street dance to tap dancing so there's there's really something on offer for everyone and obviously those classes as well as nurturing the development of the girls technique we also expose them to as many creative opportunities as possible we have the dance academy and company which is something that I set up when I first started here because I I wanted to create as many opportunities as possible for our really keen dancers so the dance company and academy is something that the girls have to audition for and then they are very much the sort of ambassadors for the dance department and they very much lead take a lead in the dance productions that we put on and again it gives them an opportunity to really immerse themselves in the creative process of the production so it's not something that when we're doing a production I don't want to take the full full lead on it's something that I want to be a collaboration between all of us and I want the girls to be able to contribute to ideas and in rehearsals if they have any ideas that they have and they want to explore then that's definitely something that we do and also we have our house dance competition which is a competition that is led by our lower sixth girls who choreograph dances which are then performed by the younger year groups in a competition which is then adjudicated by an external professional dancer so this is a huge huge part of the dance calendar and it's one that the girls absolutely love I think mainly because they're all super competitive <laughs> and they all want to win um, but they come up with some really incredible ideas and choreography and that's one opportunity when I get to take a complete step back in the creative process and I just get to observe and actually that really ins- I think as a creative as well that's just as inspiring and just as exciting as creating yourself because you get to see kind of inside the minds of others and with the girls I think because they've they're a different generation and they're exposed to a completely different landscape that I was used to at their age I guess they just have different ideas and they just come up with things in a way that I've never thought about before so I actually find that process really useful as well because it's something that I can learn from 
How do you think dancing makes the girls feel inside? I, it sounds really cheesy, but just happy, I think. I just think it's a set, it, dancing just gives you a sense of joy. I think for the girls here, as I said earlier, it's just a sense of being able to escape from the pressures of everything else. And I mean, the fact that we are able to run so many classes a week sort of speaks for itself, really, in, in terms of how much the girls enjoy these classes. And I just think... Yeah, it just gives you a, a way to get away from everything else. And it's as good for your mental health as it is for your physical health. I'm a firm believer in that. No, I, I agree with you completely. Liv, I want to share something about you with the people listening to this right now. Mm-hmm. So if you could spend a whole weekend with anyone in the dance space, whether they're dead or alive, who would you choose? Oh, that's so hard. Um, <laughs> can I pick a couple? You can pick two, but you've got to put one of them at the top. Okay, so I would probably choose... Oh my gosh, this is so difficult. Actually, no, I'm going to go with Alive and his name's Brian Friedman. He is still a very affluent choreographer in the commercial dance world and he's been working for as a professional choreographer for around 20 years now and he has choreographed for Britney Spears, who is my absolute idol, love her. So (laughs) all of her music videos, but like when I was quite young, it's all of his choreography that always really sticks out to me. And even now when I'm choreographing, I find myself going back to back to his stuff. I absolutely love him. He's amazing. I watch him on Instagram all the time. And like even after all these years, he's just incredible. So it would definitely be him. So he's number one. Who'd be number two then? Number two would be a contemporary dance practitioner called Martha Graham, who was a real pioneer for contemporary dance. And she just kind of flipped dance on its head. She was one of one of a few people who took what was obviously a very traditional dance form in ballet and made it into something that was essentially a rebellion, which in itself I absolutely love. Anyone who like any strong independent women who just take something and just completely flip it and do something completely different with it, then yeah, I just think she was she was at the forefront of what became a major turning point for dance. Excellent. Okay. Next question. Do you prefer La La Land or The Greatest Showman? I think I've got to say Greatest Showman because I don't think my mum would ever forgive me if I said anything else because she (laughs) loves that film. (laughs) Uh, Did you enjoy La La Land then? Yeah, I did actually. I did really like it. I think it's the sort of film that I could maybe only watch every couple of years, whereas Greatest Showman I think is a... It's just like that comfort. Yeah, you can just put it on. It's just there. You know all the words. Sing along. (laughs) Okay, 10 years ago, what was your favourite music to dance to? Ooh, Britney Spears. Britney Spears. Yeah, And today? (laughs) Uh, Probably still Britney Spears. (laughs) I just What is it about Britney Spears then? I don't know. I think I I just grew up on Britney Spears. I just, I don't know what it is. I just absolutely love her music. But just to be honest, pop music in general, I just love pop music. You can't really go wrong. Okay, I've got some quick fire questions for you. Uh, I'm going to give you an either or. You can only choose one of these, okay? Okay. Mm -hmm. Vegetables or fruit? Fruit. Okay. Chocolate or ice cream? Chocolate. Okay, let's let's combine those then. Chocolate or fruit? Oh, can I have chocolate on fruit? <laughs> <laughs> it depends which fruit it is, I guess. <laughs> okay, if it's chocolate, then uh, Cadbury's or Galaxy? Uh, oh, Cadbury's. Cadbury's. Okay, and last question. What are you looking forward to most of all in the post-COVID era? So much. Being able to see friends and family properly and also being able to get back in the dance studio with 
not having to social distance and just being yeah. able to be back to normal and yeah just dance without having to worry about being two meters away from everyone at all times it'll be here soon it won't be long it, it will won't be yeah long. Liv, we need to bring this to a close in a moment, but for anyone who's heard anything and might have any follow-up questions, might want to ask you something, what's the best way for them to get in touch? Um, that would probably be through my direct email. So it's wardo at downhouse.net. Wardo at downhouse.net. Perfect. Mm-hmm. Okay, well, look, thank you so much for being here today. I've really enjoyed hearing all about creative life, about dance at Downhouse. Thank you so much for your time. Thank you so much for having me. And that was Creativity with Olivia Ward, or Liv, as she often refers to herself. Thank you to her for coming on to this episode. And as she said, you can contact her directly by emailing wardo at downhouse.net. Now, in our next episode, we'll be looking at yet another characteristic from the Downhouse DNA. That one is aspiration, and I know you're going to like that. So don't forget to follow and subscribe to this channel if you haven't done so already. It just means that you'll receive a small notification when the next episode is released to let you know that it's available. But until then, thank you for listening to this episode, and we'll look forward to seeing you next time. Bye for now.